nation's capital. This is D.C. Public Safety. I'm your host, Leonard Sipes. Ladies and gentlemen, today's topic, social media and emergency operations. And the question, are we in government ready for an onslaught of social media messages during an emergency? We're going to be interviewing two members of the Colorado Virtual Operations Support Team, Mickey Trost, Strategic Communications Director, Colorado Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. Sarah Spalding is the Colorado Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Management Communication Specialist. Mickey and Sarah, welcome to D.C. Public Safety. Thank you, Leonard. All right. The website, www.coemergency.com, not .gov. Uh, ladies, I'm going to read basically from your website just briefly. Recent disasters have illustrated how social media is used increasingly by both emergency management organizations to communicate public safety information. Emergency managers are now using a virtual operations support team to provide situational awareness through social media and online information sites doing emergencies. Uh, so what in the name of heavens is a virtual operations support team? Uh, a virtual operations support team is a public information officers or a uh, emergency operation uh, dream, actually. Uh, they will help us, <clears throat> sorry, they will help us uh, mine through all of that information that is open source, all of those tweets, pins on Pinterest, uh, maps where people are crowdsourcing, and let us know what is happening. Okay. So there's a Colorado virtual operations support team that is different from the larger concept of a virtual operations support team, correct? Um, So the Colorado team is more structured. If you look at other um, virtual operations support teams around the country, the Colorado team um, is a group of people that we actually know Um, They've gone through an application process with us. Um, They've gone through training with us. Um, They've actually, there's some prerequisite courses that they take, independent study courses they take online. And so we have a roster of those folks from around the country and actually around the world um, who are very well qualified to assist when we have an activation. Um, So our system helps us stand out when we have an activation, we'll know ahead of time um, who might be available. They can register online to let us know whether they have some, some availability during a disaster, even prior to if we've actually had a, a request. So our system um, gets, we get activated, the Colorado VOST, um, through a resource request into the um, Emergency Operations Center, so through the state. So we're ordered. Um, just like you would a fire truck or a firefighter. So mm-hmm. it's a, an actual resource request for the Colorado Vost. All right, let me go back to the basic premise. Um, we in government, I mean, I operate, uh, not operate, I represent uh, a federal uh, criminal justice uh, organization in Washington, D.C., Court Services and Offender Supervision Agency. We have emergency plans. We're part of a larger emergency system for Washington, D.C. Uh, yet when I talk to people um, in D.C. about this concept, um, a lot of them are unfamiliar with it. Um, so we have to deal with 
that, and we have to deal again with the premise that I believe that if an organization is not prepared to deal with the onslaught of social media doing an emergency, whether it's a a nuclear issue, whether it's a weather-related issue, whether it's a terrorism-related issue, it doesn't matter that most government organizations are not ready to deal with the onslaught of social media messages unless we have something set up to deal with it, uh, such as a virtual operations support team. Am I right or wrong? You're right. Actually, if they aren't already uh, trying to figure out the world of uh, social media and open source information, they are very far behind. Uh, the value that is in the photos that people are sharing as they're, uh, you know, part of flooding or part of a mass shooting uh, is invaluable. I mean, it gives us a look into what's happening on the ground. Uh, what are we missing? Uh, you know, there's the calls for help. There's the calls for resources. Uh, so if you aren't already uh, immersed in social media at uh, any of the positions within emergency management and public safety, uh, you're, you're behind. Uh, this virtual operations support team <clears throat> can help you mine through that. So you need to, you know, you need to jump in and start uh, using this as a resource to help you uh, catch up and make sure you aren't missing some valuable uh, tidbits that are out there, some valuable photos or just a comment of someone who's involved uh, that really gives you the true picture or true sentiment of what your community is feeling and what they're needing from you. The, we're going to get, I, and I always use the example of the dam about to burst, and you would have you know, gigantic flooding uh, here in the East Coast, and uh, you know, the whole idea is that we have vulnerable dams on the East Coast, as you do in Colorado. And we have this concept of social media coming out and starting to say, hey, the dam is bursting. We got to get out of here, evacuate. And that message goes out to literally one way shape or one way or another. Uh, the message goes out um, to literally millions of people that they're in jeopardy. And the dam may not be breaking at all. It just may be erroneous or bad information that is leaking out through social media. That's the real world concept that we're dealing with here, correct? It is. It, it is. Uh, and one of the values of uh, monitoring social media, uh, whether you're using a virtual operations support team or not, uh, is that you can correct those rumors. Uh, there are uh, several studies that are showing that if you are part of that social media group, if you're monitoring that you can correct what's wrong out there, you can do a lot of rumor management, uh, and you can set some realistic expectations. Uh, the value of the boss is that it allows you to have a team that is just a force multiplier. So uh, we have 40 members on our team. Uh, we can set them up into uh, different time zones, different times of the day to watch. So maybe uh, the public information officers can catch a couple hours of sleep uh, during an activation. Uh, and they have somebody who's pinging them saying, you need to pay attention to this or you need to correct this information as it's happening. We're talking about literally... Go ahead, please. Um, I was just going to say, it, it also allows the public information officer through the VOS to know, are my messages getting out there? So not only is it an opportunity to correct rumors and misinformation, but it's a chance for um, the VOS to be looking at, gosh, you know what, you're, you're really effectively getting um, prevention, safety messages, 
um, rerouted roads, all those kinds of things are, are effectively being communicated to the people who need that information. Are we talking about millions of messages that are going to be generated through social media? I mean, there are now endless social media platforms. So it's just not Facebook. It's just not Twitter. But there's a dozen others uh, that could possibly, over the course of days, generate millions of messages. So am I correct? You are correct. You know, the information is enormous. Uh, and that's why we use a team that's trained uh, to go out and know what they're looking for. Uh, so that's part of, you know, in Colorado, Sarah's job is to train them every month um, so that we know how to filter through that big mess of information that's out there and to really pick out what's valuable for the local public information officer, for the fire chief, for the emergency operations manager. Uh, so that's why you have to have this team of trusted, trained professionals. Uh, yes, they're virtual. Uh, yes, they're volunteering their time, uh, but they need to know how to use the tools in order to effectively search through uh, the platforms. Like you said, they're growing every day. We have new ones to learn every day. Uh, and we're not looking at just Twitter, Facebook. We're looking at anonymous apps. Uh, how do we glean information from Snapchat or from Yik Yak or from any of these brand new um, apps that are showing up where people are sharing what's going on and why do we, and we need to glean from that how can we better effectively meet the needs of, of our communities? I'm just yes, trying to... Leonard, one yeah, of the other, go ahead. Well, one of, one of the other things that I think with our group of 40, um, yes, they're required to do some training, and we do trainings monthly, but this is a group of folks who have um, tremendous expertise and knowledge. And so now think about it as, as a force multiplier, we have all these folks available to us um, no matter what the scenario might be or what the incident might be. And so they bring their um, sometimes very specialized skills and expertise with social media um, and online tools to the table when we have an activation. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, you know, a small group in based in Colorado trying to manage all of the information online um, and assist the local public information officer. But we've got 40 people doing that from across the country um, we've got 10 different states represented in New Zealand. Wouldn't you like, uh, you know, Leonard, to be able to sit in your emergency operations center and know that uh, a member of the virtual operations support team is putting together your bully and searches for you, and they're correct, and they're getting the information that you need, and all of the keywords are being established correctly, uh, so you can focus on your job and um, the resource ordering and meeting those specific needs, and somebody uh, is there behind you on this boss who's setting up those key critical items um, for you to use and for the rest of your team uh, to use as they search through. Uh, well, the disconnect—it's you know, just a tremendous support. The disconnect that I'm getting is that as I talk to emergency management people, uh, they say, oh, we already have people dedicated to monitoring social media. You know, we're way ahead of the game. And my question w was, well, how many people do you have at any given time? And they said, oh, we have three or four fairly well-trained people assigned to that. And I said, 
is that on a 24-hour basis? Or are they prepared to go uh, over the course of weeks if necessary? And do you think three or four people is, is all that's necessary? So, you know, right. they look at me confused because they're saying, uh, are, they're saying, well, are you suggesting that we have to staff 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, for weeks at a time if necessary? Uh, and my response is, yeah. And you're going to be getting millions of messages that you have to sift through three or four people. I'm not quite sure whether or not that's sufficient. That's why we're doing the program today to figure out what is sufficient. Right. And, you know, it might be uh, sufficient for a small local event. But when you get a disaster that's going to be presidentially declared or uh, you have a disaster that's impacting a community over an extended time, this team will help you uh, so that you aren't missing key components. Mm-hmm. Uh, boss can also be used to help in recovery. I mean, actually, the response piece of what emergency management and public safety does is very small, very important. But, you know, that recovery effort, especially that first month of recovery, uh, you don't want to be missing what your community thinks you're doing wrong or the gaps that you're missing in, in helping them recover. Uh, so being able to mine through that, and uh, public information officers or anyone who's assigned to an emergency operations center, uh, if they're looking at social media, that's one piece of 15 different hats that they're doing. So this allows a group to focus only on what's being shared in, in the cloud on every open source platform. Uh, as a public information officer for the state of Colorado, I can ask them to go find me specific information and then uh, they know when to escalate that to me or to Sarah so that we can act on it uh, in the state EOC. There's a lot of bad information out there, correct, on social media. I remember Hurricane Sandy. Uh, I saw sharks swimming through the streets of of Sandy Hook, New Jersey. Uh, Totally untrue. I saw huge waves breaking over the Statue of Liberty. Uh, Untrue. Um, There's not only bad information out there that could be disastrous in terms of recovery and in terms of saving people's lives, um, but there's also malicious information out there in terms of setting up websites uh, to collect uh, donations, um, uh, charitable donations to aid right. in the recovery. So we have a big problem in front of us. That's the point that I'm trying to make, and that's the reaction I'm looking for, uh, for from the two of you. Right. You know, so for the malicious websites, unfortunately, uh, the last four years in the state of Colorado, every time we have a disaster or a large local event, one of the main things that we do is look for people who are collecting money, uh, will not go to any of the victims or survivors. Uh, that's a, just a sad fact. Uh, so this team can help us. Uh, they can focus on gathering all of the uh, posts that are out there related to donations and then verify are they uh, actual legitimate causes or is this just another case of something where someone is scamming Uh, during a large disaster. So again, if you have this boss to, you can say, find me any mention of donations or GoFundMe accounts or whatever accounts uh, people are gathering information. That allows those public information officers and local officials to focus on getting out accurate information. Uh, So again, you're dividing that information out uh, and hopefully we're getting any of the support that the community wants to 
uh, share with a victim or a survivor to the actual survivors and not in the pockets of someone who's scamming. For more than halfway through the program, our guest today, Erin McKee Trost, Strategic Communications Director, Colorado Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. Sarah Spalding is the Colorado Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Management Communications Specialist. We're talking about social emergency and social media and emergency operations, specifically as it pertains to a virtual operations support team. The website is www.coemergency.com. ColoradoEmergency.com, not .gov, but www.coemergency.com. All right, ladies, the virtual operations support team, you say you have 40 members, but these are people not just throughout the United States. These are people literally throughout the world, correct? Right. We've got, um, we've got a member from New Zealand, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got members um, spanning um, the U.S., from uh, Connecticut to Michigan, Ohio, Georgia, Nevada, uh, Oregon, um, Washington State. So um, those folks have committed to um, to get trained, as we mentioned, and they, they agree to uh, a monthly training that we conduct, and we record those so fo- folks who can't join the call um, can then pull those back up and review those. Um, so they agree to those monthly trainings, and then two, to, two out of every three activations, um, they agree to volunteer their time and participate in those. And then there's some pre, um, pre-activation um, when they register with us. We ask that they um, do some independent study on the FEMA website. So mm-hmm. there are a number of courses that, that they take. Um, but, yes, and these folks have a variety of roles across the country. Um, some are... Um, employed by other uh, government agencies. Some are self-employed, um, but they have that um, expertise, that knowledge, and in many cases, the passion for social media and how this is evolving. So they've really embraced the technology um, and done a lot of this research on their own, or they're using the applications platform in their jobs. Um, so, so they the- volunteer to do this on our behalf. A virtual operations support team worldwide, nationwide, people, an organization, people coming together. These are people who have been vetted and trained. They come together to help any jurisdiction, but that jurisdiction has to belong to a virtual operations support team before it happens. It can't happen and then place a call. This has got to be, uh, the arrangements have to be made before a disaster happens, correct? Not exactly. Uh, actually, uh, so we have our team, and our team supports any local government agency in the state of Colorado. Uh, and so they just have to, anybody in the state of Colorado uh, who's with a local government can uh, request the team at, as a resource request through the state emergency operations center. They don't have to partner with COVAST or be attached in any way. Um, the public information officers and their directors know that this team is there, available, and ready to support. Uh, so an example of that is uh, last November when we had the shooting in Colorado Springs at the Planned Parenthood Clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took us, we received a call, said we need help, and we want people, uh, we need your team to monitor uh, any posts out there that are sharing uh, from victims that are requesting information, people who are confused about what's going on. Uh, And so it took me about 15 minutes uh, to push out uh, the information to our team. And in less than half an hour, we had 
a full uh, activation going and our team was mining uh, open source platforms for any information out there uh, to help that public information team in Colorado Springs. Wow. Is the Federal Emergency Management Agency coordinating this, or is this happening on no. an ad, ad, ad hoc basis throughout the country? No. You know, this started out uh, several years ago uh, ad hoc. Uh, emergency managers uh, meeting together to figure out how to better utilize the information for situational awareness. Uh, and it's kind of just grown from there. Uh, what we do with COVAST is based on what um, the virtual operations support team, the, the world, the people across uh, the globe uh, had already put together. We mm-hmm. didn't develop it. Um, we just use it to our advantage. Uh, we stay in contact with the other VOS that are around the world uh, and make sure that we're meeting the needs uh, because there is a overwhelming amount of information out there, and these teams can help us uh, make sure that our community is getting accurate information and that our public information officers are pushing out what needs to go to those community members impacted. The members of the team, how do they follow these events? Do they, uh, are they using hashtags or are they using location-based uh, uh, strategies? How does somebody um, in Switzerland who was a member of a virtual operations support team, how do they follow what's happening uh, there in terms of um, a, a, an event in Colorado? Well, it, you're absolutely right. Hashtags is one way. Um, so, And we're not just looking at what's going on um, on social media, but we're looking on what's, at what's happening online with mainstream media. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, everybody's on Twitter and Facebook and using Instagram and Snapchat from the mainstream media as well. So th- there are a number of ways. And as you mentioned, geolocation is another opportunity for folks to look at what's going on. Um, so we're using all of those tools, um, whether somebody's in Colorado, out of the state, or out of the country, um, to see what's happening. We also communicate. We have some internal groups um, that we set up ahead of time. So the alerts go out to the team. The team responds with, they are available, they're not available. And then we we put the team to work. I saw research, I think it was from the American Red Cross, where a substantial number of people feel that if they post something on Facebook, um, i.e. going back to the dam breaking example once again, uh, my house is floating down the Susquehanna River in Maryland uh, and I need to be rescued. They actually believe that that post on Facebook is going to get them rescued. Uh, so they do. we're talking about... They definitely do. Yeah, we're talking about... About a real life and death set of circumstances if you're not monitoring social media and if you can't figure out what's bad and what's good, what's accurate and, and what's not, and if you don't have a way of, 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 of figuring all of that out and, getting, and distilling it and getting it to the public information officers, lives could be lost. Potentially. Uh, the other piece of that is if information going out from those local jurisdictions sends people in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So again... Uh, we want to make sure that the information coming out is accurate and that it is the predominant message that's going out. So uh, this team can help with rumor management. It can also help even just monitor whoever that lead agency is, any of the agencies responding. Uh, They can monitor all of the comments that are on those, uh, that fire department's page or the law enforcement officers, Facebook, Twitter accounts, whatever, 
Uh, and if that team hasn't been able to respond to comments, uh, we have a direct line to that public information officer on the ground so that they can uh, make contact or they can correct information immediately. So that's, again, one of the values of the VOST, just that force multiplier that I have these accounts and usually I'm providing two-way communication, but we are completely overwhelmed. So a member of the VOST can monitor and make sure that we aren't missing any calls for help, that we aren't missing any critical situational awareness that our community is providing. But also a tenant of emergency management is speaking with one voice, having one message that, that has been verified uh, go out. So there aren't a hundred messages going out. There's one message going out. And having a virtual operations support team allows you to have that one message, correct? So, so this is where Colorado fears away from some of the other virtual operations support teams. Okay. Our team does not push any information out the door. Uh, again, the Colorado team's job is to listen and monitor and to support the public information officer who is the lead, uh, but the team does not promote or push or post anything on behalf of a local jurisdiction. Agreed. So that, well, that's that, where Colorado uh, differs. No, but that's what I meant. I meant that the, that it all comes into a central source from the people who are members of the, of the virtual operations support team. It all comes in so that Colorado's spokesperson could put out to be the only person putting out the information, but he or she is putting out good information because you're monitoring social media, monitoring what's happening, monitoring malicious websites. It's to allow one uh, concerted, one, one message, one authoritative message, a one correct message to go out. That is the goal, yes. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> that, right. Is why, that is why we have built the team. Sarah coordinates this team. It takes a lot of time. Uh, it takes a lot of time that's donated uh, by all of our members. Uh, but the reason that we put in this time and the state of Colorado manages this resource is because, yes, we want the best practice of there's one consistent message going out, and this is a way that we can help keep that message consistent and official and meet the needs and keep everyone safe. Final couple of minutes of the program. Uh, what is your message to other emergency management folks throughout the United States in terms of convincing them that a virtual operations support team is something that they really do need to consider and work into their emergency management plans? You know, I would say that uh, the value of the information that you will get, uh, you can't let that go by. Uh, you need to, again, look at this as a tool to make your agency successful. Uh, people are assuming, just like you said, that if they are posting something out there on any of the platforms that they choose, that we are watching and we're there to help. Uh, so I, you need to get in, explore it, talk to people who are using the team, and find out uh, the huge benefits of what a boss will support uh, for your agency and then set it up for your community in a way that makes sense. Uh, the VOSs are set up, uh, you know, on a foundation that's similar across the world, but we've each just fine-tuned it to meet the needs of our state or our county. Uh, so you really need to just get in and make it a piece of your emergency operation plan because there is just so much. It's, the information isn't going to slow down. Mm -hmm. It's just going to keep growing. 
Mm -hmm. So this is a way to help manage that information overload uh, and hopefully keep our community safer because we have the right information going out at the right time. We all agree that two or three designated people, it is impossible, regardless of what state you're in, um, for an extended emergency, it is literally impossible for two or three or four people to have the job of monitoring social media and to do it, uh, and to do it effectively, correct? If it was their only job, they might be able to do it effectively, but we realistically know that anyone in a government agency that's been tasked with social media, that you are provide, you're pushing as well as listening. So, uh, Yes, if your job is to support social media for your agency, uh, two or three people in a large disaster, it's, it's not going to be enough. Right. And we know across the country, <clears throat> excuse me, public information officers, particularly in smaller communities, are wearing multiple hats. So when a disaster strikes, they're trying to do it all. And the sheer volume of information coming across social media is overwhelming. And so being able to use a virtual operations support team um, will hopefully make them more successful, will make that overall incident response and recovery more successful for that community. Well, when I found out about this, about the virtual operations support team concept, I said, oh, thank God, somebody has finally, finally, finally provided a solution. So uh, the, the bottom line, a couple seconds in terms of your answer, this is the solution most people are looking for. They just don't know that a virtual operations support team concept is available. Yes, that's true. You know, it's we're always developing new tools and uh I would recommend without any hesitation that any state emergency management office look at coordinating a team, you know, and I would even recommend it uh, to the county or city level as well. All right. It's something that once you get it set up, you're not going to regret it. The final word goes to Mickey Troist, uh, Strategic Communications Director, Colorado Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. Sarah Spalding is also on the line from the Colorado Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Management Communications Specialist, www.coemergency.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is D.C. Public Safety. We appreciate your comments. We even appreciate your criticisms, and we want everybody to have themselves a very pleasant day. 